today's episode of the Brains Bite Back podcast, we speak with Rakshith Rao, co-founder and CEO of API Wiz, a low-code API automation platform allowing developers to build and release reliable APIs quickly. During our conversation, we discuss what an API-driven economy is, how to tell if your API portfolio is well-managed, and some API security tests you should be using. We also go into how API Wiz first started and the story behind the company's name. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I am taking care of the of the co-founders and the CEO of the organization APIWiz. APIWiz is a, a software platform uh, specifically focusing on helping organizations with managing their API lifecycle. If we make API vision, uh, vision of our customers, our mission. Fantastic, excellent. And I'm really curious to know, like, when and how did APIWiz first start? So, uh, me and the co-founder were, were dabbling around this specific area for a while. And it was in 2020 when we finally got together and started putting the platform together. And initially, it was based on both of our experience being in the API management space for over a decade each. So, having built and ran API programs uh, globally and have my uh, co-founder having worked and implemented some of those, we started seeing some of the common pain points, which is, hey, it's easy for us to start thinking about API, API program and API economy. But in reality, then really seeing the fruits of that was something they were not very happy with. A lot of them took six, nine months to even think about getting started properly. And even after that, constant breakages, uh, systems not uh, aligning properly, business outcomes not being met is uh, some of the key pain points we saw, which helped us to come together to say, let's go help build uh, a comprehensive local API automation platform to bring the API program uh, outcomes to bearing for all of the businesses that we were working with. And that's how API Wiz came together in 2020. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I have to say like, I have a better understanding of why the need of this was uh, created and um, yeah, what, what motivated you folks to get it going. But I'm really curious to know, what is the story behind the name API Wiz? <laughs> Great. So, so uh, initially we thought about, hey, what are we really trying to do? We are trying to take something which is a lot complex and we are trying to turn it into something which is more easier for developers to work with improve their productivity and for businesses to really see outcomes happen, but all with the common goal towards making sure that there is proper governance baked into the whole flow, which is what we thought about. How do we make sure that we can drive this? And then dabbling with quite a few things is why we, with what we came up with, the low-code, no-code nature of what we do, it has to be a driven through a wizard. It cannot be through where it requires complex education and people going through upskilling and everything else. So wizard-based approach is what we wanted to bring to an API program. So hence API and Wiz, which is for API Wizard finally came together. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I I'm curious, like I can I have to say that we haven't necessarily like dived into this topic in any real depth before. So this is all quite new to me, but I'd be curious to know, like what is an API driven economy? 
We don't really see APIs uh, through our naked eyes on a day-to-day front, which is what makes it a bit of an interesting uh, state of what it is. But to understand this, we need to take a step back and look at it, right? So if you see today, there are over 20 billion devices connected to the internet. Everything that we use, smartwatches, IoT devices, to the connected homes, to connected cars, everything that you think about is essentially a connected device which is talking to the internet. And if you thought that the number was staggering, just imagine that it is going to be around 29 billion by the end of the year. So the rate at which these connected devices and connected economies coming together is at a lot faster pace. Now, where does the API really fit in? So if you think about all of this traffic over 83% of this internet traffic today is all API based because API is the glue that is allowing the systems to talk to each other and exchange the information. So API has become more like the the pipe and the glue that holds the whole economy, digital economy that we see today out there, making it so much more important that without these core APIs being in place, The whole thing that we take for granted today as a connected ecosystem typically falls apart, which is why the API-driven economy is becoming center stage and becoming the natural natural norm for all of the organizations to bet on it. And if you thought the the number of APIs uh, to power these billions of connected devices is growing by the day. And by the way, API is not new. It, it existed for a while. Uh, it's just that in the last five to eight years, the rate at which the uh, connected digital ecosystem is growing is what has made it super important because without this core foundation, things will start, uh, start falling apart. It sounds super vital. Like I can definitely start to see like why this is so important and how ubiquitous it is. And with that, I kind of want to know, are there other companies operating in this space? And if so, like, how do you differentiate yourself from the competition? So uh, it's a very interesting question, right? So when we started thinking about this and what what is the current problem statement, uh, what we realized was it is not being thought through from this uh, lens of approaching to solve the entire API lifecycle management Uh, under a single pane of glass. Typically, if you look at it, the majority of the focus is towards the the core runtime gateway and everything else, but not the life cycle around it. And if you ask why is that important, uh, maybe I'll take an analogy to help explain this. Uh, Simon, I hope you're familiar with IKEA and the IKEA concept, right? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So... If you walk into an IT shop, a store, and bring in, uh, let's say, a small table, a coffee table, which has got like two, three moving parts, the chances of you putting things together and making it stand and making it work perfectly fine is fairly easy. And typically, the chances of people messing it up is fairly low, and you have a generally high rate of success. But if you take the same concept and bring it into like, how do you assemble the whole house? which means from the coffee table to the furniture, to the desks, to the beds and everything else put together, and you're doing it all alone or with a handful of one or two people, imagine the complexity that you have at hand. 
because you've got a lot of moving parts. Everything needs to come together and you cannot mess things up. And the frustration people go through is, after going through all of this, was the effort really worth it? And because it's got some old, some new, and some open source pieces all put together within an enterprise, and people start realizing that it's not easy to get up and running. And even if you put a mammoth effort to get it up and running, the complexity is changing by the day. Because if you think about it, a couple of years back, the rate at which people made a new release to a software or an app was in the tune of months and quarters. Now, it's an ongoing basis. Like every day you see new refresh and updates coming in through. And the number of APIs within the organization has also grown. So if you look at one of the recent uh, industry analysts 451 groups report, the number of APIs within an organization is at staggering 15,000 uh, APIs. And if you think about a larger organization, it's over 25,000 APIs within the organization. So the current, and Gartner predicts that by 2025, over 50% of the enterprise APIs will be unmanaged because of the rate at which it is growing, it is surpassing the capabilities of existing API management tools to manage them. So we are already seeing the problem of APIs for all really kicking in and disparate technologies and not having the right skill set really hurting people that is currently not being solved. And today people are solving it in bits and pieces. Hey, for an API design, we'll use something. For API testing, we'll use something. For automation, we'll use something else. From a consumption side catalog, we'll use something else. But it's being spread across a range of tools and technologies. And the moment you go down this path, you have too many moving parts. And people need to make sure that they integrate, integrate well, and make it work. Obviously, the, the biggest pain point people are really missing out in all of this is the security aspect, which is how do you make sure that you're doing things the right way? And security and governance really is well taken care of when it is spread across so many pieces of technology and people involved. It's it's not well done today. And APM is, is one of the uh, front runners in bringing this to the table for organizations to adopt. Fantastic. Well, I think I'm getting a better understanding of all of this now. And I have to say, in addition to Speaking with you, I found it helpful looking at your blog. You have some amazing posts on there. And there's one I really liked called Seven Questions to Ask Yourself for Top API Security. I'd highly recommend listeners go and check that out uh, to get a rundown of each of these seven questions. But I'd love to go into more detail regarding a couple of the questions while I have you here. And the first question I would like to go over is, is my API portfolio well managed? How can our listeners ensure their portfolios are well managed? Good question. Uh, if you think about it today, like I said, quoting some staggering numbers, it is becoming humanly impossible for organizations to keep up with what do they have, who is using what to what extent, where are they spread across, and how do we make sure that we are not having uh, fiascos like what we saw with T-Mobile and Optus and, uh, and quite a few other organizations where 
people are exposing uh, APIs outside the organization perimeter for consumption. And those are becoming more and more susceptible for attack surface area because it's not complex anymore for organizations or hackers to penetrate uh, other organizations because the access to data through APIs, though it makes it a lot easier, it also becomes a, an easy way for them to break in. So they need to be able to manage their portfolio in such a way that they have one visibility so that they can make sure that what whatever they have are relevant and needed and only what is required is being exposed outside. Second is they have actionable data points to constantly look at where things are going wrong. For example, if I make a change to a, an API and that is being used by across tens and 20 other APIs, how do you find out where is the breaking changes because of the specific uh, aspect? So if 10 other services are gonna break because of a simple change that you make on one, one single API, can be catastrophic in production. So the portfolio management, people need to really start looking at it is make sure that they have relevant APIs that they're working with and only what's required is actually in production. And if it's not required, they should deprecate them. They need to have an insight into what's being used for, who's actually using them and to what extent. And they have a proactive monitoring and a compliance and governance built into the system so that they have actionable ways through which if things are going wrong, they can actually stop them. Because if it's a large organization, the number of people who are actually participating in an API program are fairly high. You cannot sit and control every aspect of it. So a lot of things need to be built with some guardrails behind the scene so that it allows innovation but some of the important things like constant checks, making sure that you're not exposing what it's not supposed to be exposed, containing the data changes, making sure that other systems are not breaking. And even if something is by mistake, uh, skipping all of this is in production, you have a monitoring that can pick them up, track them down and notify you of, hey, this is where you need to take some actions against to fix stuff. So, these principles really allow people to make sure that the API portfolio that they're managing is in a direction that helps the organization to grow with confidence of uh, expanding the reach of these. Okay. Yeah, I think that's some solid uh, advice to that question. And there are more questions in there, which I would love to go over, but there's just one last one that I really want to cover while I have you here. And it's the final question, so number seven, so spoiler alert for those that do want to go and read it, but what API security tests will I use? Like, can you share why this is an important question to ask yourself and like how a listener can best answer this question? Sure. So one of the things that we really step back and look at the security and API security is if you are trying to look at security after part, which is, hey, now we are releasing something, let's go make some checks against those, run some battery of test cases and say, now it does not fit and we expose it out. Then you're obviously missing out on the aspect of trying to, uh, one, solve the problem uh, pretty late and 
how cost of not trying to catch them fairly early is so essentially people have to rework, redo stuff before they can actually come back and release it out. Second is the security loopholes are something that constantly keeps evolving. So it's not something that you can test once and fire and forget saying that it's taken care of. So you need to be able to have an ability through which you constantly observe, model, and derive insights from this. So what does that mean? Problems can happen at design stage, at development stage, at testing stage, at release stage. And after release, you need to be able to constantly take care of constant new threat protection things that needs to keep coming up. So if you look at it, the problem areas are spread across the entire API lifecycle. So having a way through which you can derive context and use that to iterate and stop things from happening at every stage is super important. So what I would advise people is, it is not about trying to build a couple of test cases and say you're done. Think about the API as a product. And if a product is a thing that it's going to have from ideation to deprecation, it's a life cycle. So which means you need to constantly iterate, look at the vulnerabilities and attacks that can keep happening, look at the events, try to bring all of those contexts together and act on top of that. So it's not a one-time effort or done once in an API lifecycle. It's something that constantly needs to be happening as long as an API is uh, kept in production before deprecation. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Well, like I mentioned before, if anyone wants to go and check out that article, I would highly recommend it. You can find uh, the answers to those questions and many more uh, on their blog. So on that blog, rather. Uh, so I really want to know, like now is my last question. What's next on the horizon for API Wiz? <laughs> so uh, what we have essentially seen is uh, uh, the the way in which organizations are working with, they need to be able to work in a, a hybrid environment with cloud, multi-cloud, on-premise environments. And the technologies that they keep working with as their runtime layers like API gateways and service mesh constantly keep evolving. So API was, uh, since its uh, inception, has been abstracting out a lot of these complexities and making sure that for us to make this vision even more concrete, we are expanding the aperture area. So API was 2.0 was launched last month with the security focus. The next is to make sure that we are able to concretely able to help people with their API portfolio and monetization. So these are some of the key things which are on the horizon of API was. Awesome. Fantastic. Now, if people do want to keep up to date with the work you folks are doing, then how can they do that? Obviously, you got the blog, but where else can they go? So our social media handle on LinkedIn uh, and our blog posts are some key places where things keep coming out. And Will and YouTube is another place where you'll constantly start seeing. We recently ran a, a workshop on a hands-on training Outside the API was more on thought leadership in terms of linting. So there is going to be a lot more coming out there. So keep an eye out for those. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, we're going to have links to all of those in the show notes, as well as the blog that we mentioned today. But otherwise, Rack, thank you so much for joining me. 
Great talking to you, Sam. Uh, have a great day. Growing a company has many hurdles, from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search. Each business challenge is uniquely complex. The solution to these challenges is growth-focused digital PR and marketing, and that is where our sponsor, Publicize, comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds businesses' online presence and gets high-quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. What's more, listeners of Brainspike Back can find the tools and resources they need to overcome common hurdles that many startups face when trying to generate long-term growth by visiting publicize.co slash bbb. That's publicize.co slash bbb. That is it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've learned something. And if you have benefited from today's episode, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast as these reviews really help us grow the show. You can also follow us wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Just search Brainspike back and you will find us. We hope you join us for more episodes in the future. And until then, take care. Disclosure, this episode contained a client and a Spacio portfolio company.